Hi everyone, welcome to episode 18 of Displaced People, a podcast about finding your place in the creative industry and the worlds that surround it. My name is Maggie. And my name is Ola. So how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just rounding up the end of my um, two-week break. I'll be back to... <laughs> to I mean, I've still done quite a bit of work this week, to be fair, but back to like the job that I took a break from so um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but I think it's been good it's put a lot of things in perspective for me I've had a lot of time to think I didn't Mm -hmm. exactly do much of what I had planned to do Uh, but I think that's almost normal for holidays like you always or just time off you always think you'll be able to do more than you actually can Mm -hmm. um but I think I definitely needed it it's put things in perspective and I think we're going back it's like going back with a fresh mindset a lot more happier to be working and um yeah just able to kind of like think about and tackle like my next goals and everything so um in terms of like my teaching future certain everything I've got all the certificates that I needed to get and everything just feels a lot more official now so um yeah I think that's been my week really mm-hmm yeah also it's just been really nice it's like the first week I felt like I've had a bit of normality like Mm. in terms of in um the frequency I've been able to see friends go out have active like kind of active social life responsibly um Mm. so like seeing friends I've been to like a gallery um I went to see the exhibition the Toyin Oji Odutola exhibition that we were talking about last last episode went to the barbican um went to the cinema like things like that so it's kind of just feels like reclaiming your social life yeah Yeah. normality so i think that's just really helped visiting friends i haven't seen like yeah because of covid but even before that like i had seen them in a while yeah. yeah so all of that just really helped i think just in terms of my sanity so yeah it's been a nice and it's been a nice holiday. I can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Um, yeah, I've been okay. I've been fine. I'm just, yeah, managing, maintaining, trying to find that balance between like work, social, personal life, business. It's yeah, it is difficult um, to to try and divide my time. Because I do feel like, before even recording this, we're just obviously talking. And I just feel like, sometimes I do feel like I'm just spreading myself so thinly um, over everything. But I feel like it's, I definitely need to learn how to, you know, delegate really. And just, you know, put that trust into the other people that I work with to, you know, give them the, the independence and also like the control to kind of, yeah take take a hold on some of the projects um because you know essentially i'm just one i'm one woman but i can't do everything myself as much as i like to think like yeah superwoman i can do x y and z i can do this and that i can literally do a handstand and a pussy pop at the same time but (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what i mean like i just feel like i can't i literally i cannot do everything (laughs) so it's just like you know just things like that is having to like unlearn this kind of behavior like you know it's almost like your duty like to kind of take on so much but 
yeah man other than that i'm okay but yeah i thought like for this episode it would be it'll be good like it would be interesting to kind of talk about partnerships and also collaborations in the sense of you know talking about from a professional standpoint and also from a personal standpoint um i say that because especially this week the job that i've been doing i've been dealing heavy and negotiating lots of different like partnerships and terms and things like that um and i feel like you know some of the things that i have been doing this this week i have also done this with my businesses in particular looking glass and but like you know it'd be good to kind of share our insights on this topic and also you know give any tips and pointers to people who are trying to I guess like garner partnerships trying to like build relationships with people and yeah any practical tips and advice um that people can kind of take away from this and figure out how to do that successfully yeah do you think there's a difference between a partnership and a collaboration yes and no I feel like no 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 because I feel like the words are sometimes (laughs) no (laughs) I feel like the words are used sometimes interchangeably do you know what I mean Mm. and I think the um word collaboration in particular is used or collab is used so frequently like everything's a collab Mm. you know what I mean like just two people working together basically is seen as a collab Mm. um whereas maybe in or brands two brands collab Mm. um but maybe in some circumstances they should actually be a bit more of a partnership. But I don't know like how I would describe the major difference. Maybe partnerships, mm. I'd say, is a bit more legal. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. I feel like, if anything, they're probably <laughs> definitely more like legally <laughs> binding. And mm. I feel like most of the time there's... I feel like obviously both of them is like a... It's a mutual exchange. That's what... It, that's the, the premise of it. But... I do feel like partnerships, they often, most times, most times than not, they, they, they would involve money. Yeah. Or some sort of, something that couldn't easily be monetized. But I feel like most times when we think about collaborations, I feel like, especially in the creative industry, most of the time they are, they can be free or it's not. Yeah, I'll say like most of the time they are free. Um, but then you see a lot of things like oh Nike has collabed with this graphic designer, and I'm I'm assuming that graphic designer got paid. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? So that's why like, I feel yeah. like even though in a sense that could be a partnership, mm-hmm. um, they would describe it as a collab. Yeah, but I feel like a collaboration in that sense probably would be when it comes to like the ideas process. Maybe it's it's a. I have to use it. It's a collaborative effort. <laughs> <laughs> There's another word that like, I couldn't find. I couldn't think of a different word. It's like, you know, collaborative effort where, you know, sure, maybe there may be like agreements or terms or whatever, like drawn up, but I feel like it probably would be, do you know what I mean? Both parties have an equal say um, in it. But I guess at the same time, you could say the same thing for a partnership. That's the thing. So that's the way it gets a bit like, I think in my line of work, most of the time, we would just use the phrase um collaboration mm-hmm. okay like i don't think we would really use a partnership we wouldn't really use the term partnership so even if it's a legal thing whether it's a paid thing or unpaid it's kind of like the go-to is a collaboration it's like in the line of work what i've been doing um in my job recently is like the partnership is is the key term even though it's 
it's like with the the partnerships it's like there's more there's kind of like more at stake and both parties have to offer kind of sizable benefits okay whereas a collaboration in some respects it can be um like more one-sided maybe one person does a lot more work for a certain outcome but yeah i don't know it's, it's a sticky one but i feel like essentially they are they are same the same thing a partnership and a collaboration they are a similar thing but i feel like in different settings different environments in different industries they can mean completely different things um, yeah but i feel like for the most part those two things they it they both yield the same outcome true i think you're right in terms of people having more stakes in in something in terms of a partnership so i would think as well of a partnership there's probably a lot more um not people pleasing but for example the desired outcome Mm -hmm. there's a lot more you know this is the mark we're trying to hit this is the that we're trying to do whereas a collaboration could it's almost a, a little more, bit more informal. Yeah, a bit may feel like there's a lot more um freedom to it mm. in terms of what your um what the outcome might be, how it might be done, the budget, who's the decision maker, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um I think partnership there's a lot more maybe formalities involved in it. Um okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I guess, like, just speaking on your past experience, how have you, how have you cultivated some of the collaborations? Because um, recently, I'm sure you can definitely give a bit more context um, for Ola Ola. You've done, like, a kind of studio visit with a photographer or, like, a day in the life of an entrepreneur. Mm. So, you know, how did that collaboration come about? Um who is the person you collaborated with? I think like definitely we can share this like on our on our socials. So if anyone who hasn't who hasn't seen it, they can definitely check it out. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that how did that happen? How did it come about? What was like, you know, the concept behind it and why? So basically, yep, yeah, um the collaboration is probably from a um an old friend, um, called James. Shagun, he's like a business owner, owns a underwear line. He also ha- um, is a photographer, videographer, and he mm-hmm. wanted to make a series of short documentaries to share with everyone, basically, about, you know, the lives of different black, and, black men and women and um, just kind of like what they're inspired by, um, you know, and... So it takes place through kind of like a day in the life of a certain person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just reached out to me and he was like, oh, you know, I kind of want to do this kind of introspective, you know, take some pictures of you. Are you interested? And I was just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know where it was going to go. But I think I always think like you never really have pictures of you working. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just going to be like you doing what you normally do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, cool. Um, that's no problem. Um, whilst we're doing that, do you think we could also take some pictures of my products? And he was like, yeah, up. sure, why not? So it was a whole day affair. He came down to my place, did a video, went to my studio as well, did a recording. And um, I think in that respect, I would call it a definitely a 
collaboration mm. um, because it was something in terms of I think we both got something out of it I think yeah. even if he didn't um, necessarily take pictures of my products it's always nice as a creative to have to sort of like something about you talking about your process some pictures of you in your studio stuff like that so for that alone I was very appreciative but I thought yeah if I could sneak in a few pictures of my products as well <laughs> why not yeah. <laughs> it's always nice to have like a different viewpoint a different photographer mm-hmm. um so that just came about through um him asking to be fair and if I just think of any other things in the past where I have kind of collabed with people it's always kind of be that with me I'm always basing it off um maybe someone having something that I don't necessarily have mm-hmm. and me have something that they don't have and then how we can mix our skills. skills yeah yeah because I always I do get approached sometimes at work by certain people maybe certain brands and stuff and sometimes I kind of feel like I don't really know what is the yeah. point maybe like maybe we're doing something or how we can help each other too similar mm-hmm. or it's too um I don't see how it's collaborating or the skills that we would need for this project none of us have stuff like that um yeah that's how I always see a collaboration or if I feel like sometimes something can be very one-sided like someone wants something Mm. and then you're looking at it say for example someone might want like some t-shirts done for their brand but then you'll be the one doing all the um you know designing for t-shirt and then all the legwork all the legwork admin production you know (laughs) do you know what I mean so unless that person is like fronting the money Mm. or they just have such a big name that they're guaranteeing the sales I don't really see how this is working Mm. so that's how I always take um, collaboration someone's coming across like it's a collaboration I'm kind of like okay cool well what is the benefit for me if I provide you for example with prints um, if I'm not being paid for it, but and you're not a really massive brand for exposure, sometimes it's the experience, but not. But then I need to be quite wise about what I'm choosing for experience because I am a busy person as well. Mm. So I, that's how I think. At the beginning, when you're starting off, sometimes you know there's a lot of things you might want to do for the experience and to learn and stuff. But after a while you'll start to see that I don't not anything you have to do um, if you don't necessarily see the greater benefit for yourself that's the thing I feel like it's important to kind of bear that in mind as well sometimes if it doesn't necessarily if it doesn't necessarily align with maybe your personal objectives for your project or for your business or whatever I feel like it's definitely it's always okay to say no or even to think Mm. about it but I feel like a lot of people will use the term collab just to get you to do something for free. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's, <laughs> that's the issue. I feel like in particular with the creative industry, like there's a lot of that that does happen. I feel like we've definitely seen a lot of that transpiring like the last what few months, weeks, whatever years. But I think it's it's just important to kind of figure out if it's if a collaboration is mutually beneficial. Because it's like that has, you know, for me, it's like sometimes I do get a lot of like random, like, say, like unsolicited, like, emails from people who maybe want assistance or they want advice. So basically, they want my knowledge 
mm-hmm. but they're not willing to pay me anything or they don't want me to be involved in the project so before <laughs> like honestly it's okay. just it's like yeah. okay so why should i help you if i don't know you mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes i'll get emails from people like oh you know i came across your page i love what you're doing how you're championing like different um art mediums from like artists from the African diaspora that I'm thinking about doing an exhibition you know can you suggest a few names it's like no I can't I actually can't suggest a few (laughs) names that if you're looking for someone you can do the legwork yourself like when I've curated exhibitions have I not done the research myself have I not individually reached out to these people and asked if they're interested why can't you do the same thing it's like why Mm. should I give you my own blueprint so in that sense, it's like when I even get emails like that, it's like people will try and like, do you know what I mean? Paint it with the same brush as a collaboration brush. Like, oh yeah, we can collab on this. What are your ideas and thoughts? It's like, I don't actually have any. So you're asking for like free consultancy. I actually charge okay, for that. I wonder that. if I've done that before. <laughs> have you? I don't know. Because sometimes it's like, I think I'm, I'm just thinking about it from the other side. I think there's some people who are being very cheeky and then other people who just like, for example, but maybe I would do it in a sense that I am genuinely thinking of it as a collab. So you're giving advice, maybe, but when the project comes together, mm. your name would be on it as well. Yeah, but this person, okay. there was no mention okay. of my name. You just want my advice. You okay. want me to dash you my blueprint. <laughs> so even though I was just like, are you okay? I charge for that. Yes. <laughs> like, obviously, when I said I charged, was the, did I get a response? Yeah. Airtime, silence, tumbleweeds. So it's just like things like that. It's just like in the name of collaboration that's what mm. you want to call it it's and you have to be careful not saying don't say things too soon do you know what I mean about mm. yeah collab collab and then you give all your information and then all of a sudden like oh we've decided to go down another route and then you see the project and it's basically everything you just said exactly <laughs> exactly that like yeah. that it happens it happens so frequently mm. so I feel like sometimes it is important to kind of do you know what I mean? Assess what people are really offering. Like, is this really and truly mutual, mutually beneficial? Like, yeah. are you actually getting something out of this? Like, if you are, what is it? Does it align with what you want to do? Does it make sense? Is it the right time for it? So, yeah, these are things that I feel like I've definitely learned along the way. And, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily saying no to, like, everything because it doesn't benefit you, but finding a way to even negotiate. So it's like, yeah. okay, I'm happy... Like, it sounds like a cool project, like, I want to be involved, but I would suggest X, Y, and Z, or I would like X, Y, and Z. And mm. sometimes if, you know, that person can't meet your terms, then obviously it's just maybe not right, not the right time or not the right person true. to work with, so. Because it's, it's true. The, the other thing is that sometimes with certain collabs, I find, especially with print, is that a lot of people want you to put a lot of legwork in before. And if it's finalised, it's like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this, you know, what kind of ideas would you have? I'm like, oh, I'm not going to spend, like, a whole day, whatever, researching, putting together mocks to send to you, mm. which you could then potentially use for it not to come through. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like my work is enough of a portfolio that if you want to work with me, you you have to just trust that you're going to like what you see. And obviously, not everything's set in stone, so we can make changes. Mm. But it's just that it can be a lot of work for nothing. And I've done that before where, like, how many times, especially when I was younger, like, oh, yeah, I'm interested in this, you know, collab, me making a mood board, do this, this, that, send it to them, back and forth emails over months. Oh, actually, we've decided to go down a different route. And and at no point there was any talk of money. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So um, I know money isn't everything. You have to decide where you are in your career and what time you have. Maybe there's some places or some brands you want to... 
um, collaborate on for more of a social cause, you want to raise awareness for them, or you just love their stuff. It might be a brand that you know doesn't really make money like that, but you just love their stuff. Mm-hmm. You just love to have your print on their tees or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, time is money. Do you know what I mean? If you're Facts. not making money there, you can be making it somewhere else. <laughs> and Facts. as much as we love like being creatives and stuff, it's mm-hmm. also nice to be compensated for the time and the work that you put into something so i think we just have you just have to be very conscious of of these collabs mm-hmm. and what's going to be going on so i just have very quite few set of questions like i i like when people reach out to me in emails and stuff i'm always kind of like this sounds interesting we should have a phone call mm-hmm. i think it's just easier to battle it out in a phone call to battle it out, but you know what i mean like <laughs> to talk it out to just kind of be like okay what are you thinking <laughs> What are you on? <laughs> blah blah blah. Okay, what is this all about? Cool. Mm-hmm. What's the budget? Is there a budget? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Who's going to be responsible for what? And then knowing if it's possible, when how soon would you want it? Rather well, than those of emails back and forth, you ask some questions that mm-hmm. for some reason aren't being answered. Whether someone didn't read it or I don't know. So yeah, I think I'm always like, let's have a phone call. In that phone call, I think you can quickly iron things out and work out whether this is something that's viable for you mm-hmm. um yeah that's what i prefer to do um because what i find normally when it comes to money that's when people are a bit like oh because um i'm well, I'm kind of like okay if it's a clothing thing i guess you'll i'll provide a print you'll deal with production and it'll be a royalties process do you know what i mean if you can't pay me up front Mm. Um, I'll get money return from because you're gonna make if you're gonna be making money from this essentially if in the end I should also get my cut as well. I understand that you know maybe you might be foot in the production, mm. but there should be some sort of I still should get my cut because I still contributed to mm. this thing. If it's a free project and no one's making any money, then it's on you if you feel like you're happy doing that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I don't know. It is. It is. Um complicated it can be complicated but i think you just kind of know what feels right for you and i think the good thing is that even if you're not necessarily going to have a contract for example if i did speak on the phone to someone and then we got to the point where we're happy with certain terms i would um have at least everything in email Mm -hmm. so i'd be like okay based off the phone call we just said i just want to check this is what you're happy with and if not, you can make your own contracts. You can make it quite simple Definitely. as well. You can Google different like kind of like collaboration contracts, yeah. stuff like that. I had another circumstance I remember before. And sometimes with just uh, going off the contracts, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, pages and pages of like small print terms. It can literally just be like what you're offering, mm. what they're offering, signature date, signature date. Yeah. And then literally that's it. It's like it doesn't necessarily no have to forgets. be Yeah, exactly. So that is also like that's an adequate like agreement to have. It doesn't necessarily have to be like super long and drawn out. And especially if you're maybe sending your artwork to certain people as well. Mm-hmm. So for example, I had um a possible collab with this brand that they they manufacture stuff but they don't really have any of their own original prints and this brand wanted to basically use my prints to manufacture certain things. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So, but then they were talking about me also contributing to the manufacturing or something like that. Basically, it started off like, okay, I'll provide my prints and I'll get a certain amount of the cut. So the whole royalty 
a certain amount percentage of the profit, mm. the whole royalties thing. Yeah. They were cool with it, apparently. Um, and then apparently they got their uncle to look over it, who's a lawyer, and he said that it they was got like, their what their uncle. Yeah, who's a lawyer to look over the kind of like terms okay. that I sent over based on the conversation that we had. And then the uncle said it seemed like a one-sided contract. And I was like, well, then you send over what you think isn't one-sided because Mm. um, what I'm... Because a thing with Prince as well, I also need to make it very clear that if I'm sending something over to someone, this is for this project. Mm -hmm. This isn't for you to use on your social media, willy-nilly, future, this is that. Oh, actually, Mm -hmm. we're going to make a T-shirt from this, this, Mm -hmm. that. This is for you to use for this. And I need to have this in writing because I don't want to see my prints on anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean so just I need to I need to be very very careful about about that kind of things because people will and can take advantage of that I think sometimes Thanks. I don't know how people keep things on their laptops but they might come back to see it in a few months time and be like oh yeah this thing let me just whack it on in the poster and yeah. promote my next event do you know what I mean like so you need to be very clear not everyone has that integrity and mm. even with this certain brand um, yeah, they never got back to me in the end. I guess they changed their minds or whatever. But it was kind of like the way I see it is that what are you bringing to the table then? If I'm doing all the printing, I have mm-hmm. to pay for production and help you look for manufacturer and stuff like that, then what are you doing? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So I just thought well, I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. I can find a manufacturer, I've got the prints and I've got the network. So I don't need to collab with you. Mood. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I don't need to yeah. collab with you if you're not like putting money or you don't have the um the reach. Mm-hmm. You don't have the reach. Then what are we doing here? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's sometimes just well with friends. Like you can collab with friends. It's not always about money. You know, you have a friend that you might want to help, or they have a skill that you would love to mm-hmm. um to that you need or. You, vice versa or that kind of thing but that's also another thing within friends that you can decide like what you're comfortable doing but as well because it's just because someone's your friend doesn't mean you have to do something for them for free mm. just remembering that as well like um it's true no it's very very true so if there was like a brand or somebody you want to collab with especially if you don't know them how do you reach what's out what's the them? how do you make it happen yeah mm. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I'm not going to lie. Outside of work, I don't think I've reached out to people for my own brand for collabs. I have reached, yeah, I have reached out to people, but I think the, the main difference is they, they're people that I know. They've okay. been people that I know um, or friends of friends. Um, so, yeah, when I curated my last series of events... I was basically reaching out to um yeah my network of photographers that I know so friends who obviously do that professionally or they do it as a hobby and then also I was recommended um yeah some other photographers were recommended through friends of friends so kind of like I guess in that sense it was definitely I'll say it was a collaboration, it was definitely informal. Um, and then, yeah, it was definitely informal. Like, these conversations were more or less had, like, they started on Instagram and then we moved it to email to iron out, like, certain logistics and stuff like that. Okay, so it but started think... in the DMs. <laughs> it started in the DMs. Okay. And then, yeah. 
we took it we took it um <laughs> we took it to the emails we took it to gmail but i think it's just important you know regardless of what side of the partnership or collaboration you're on i think it's always good to kind of iron out your your wants and your needs quite early and just be quite explicit in what you want them to do and what you can do for them mm-hmm. so i think you know sometimes not everyone is not everyone's balling we're not do you know what i mean so it's just like if you don't necessarily have the funds to finance something it has to be still an attractive collaboration for yeah. them to you know take part in it or want to even do it um for free so i feel like it's important to obviously just be transparent if there is no budget just say there is no budget rather than trying to do you know what i mean entice someone into thinking like yeah yeah like this is going to be x y and z it's going to be popping it's going to be lit these times they're all on board they're all yeah. dedicated they've you know turned up with thousands and thousands of pounds of equipment and then these times it's like <laughs> you know it's like there's no money it's, do you know what i mean it's, it's like a waste for them so i think it's just important to be as transparent as possible obviously just be clear with what you're asking them to do like kind of give people direction um beforehand not necessarily where it's like you know on a day everything's like higgy hagger people don't know what they're doing i think like it's important to obviously keep that communication um and kind of explain what you want out of it how you want things to look and obviously prior to anything happening going ahead so what i'm speaking on specifically is just working with photographers so just telling them the type of photography that i want the outcome if it's events photography, if it's more kind of professional, what kind of look I'm going for, whether it's like something more sleek, whether it's something more natural, like, mm. you know, whether you just want them to kind of capture the the environment or like the vibe. I just think it's important to kind of lay these things out and just know if that person is, you know, if they're familiar with that kind of style of photography, if they're able to kind of execute it in the way that you want them to. Um, that's all conversations that definitely should be had like prior to like making any agreements or arrangements so i have a question actually in regards to that so in what at what point is that a collaboration and not just like potentially like a paid job is it because that photographer in the way that he can use the photos afterwards or is it so for the most part it's like when i do i think for the most part i'm just thinking when i do collaborate with photographers um but i'm speaking of photographers that i know it's like most of the time there is basically no budget zero budget (laughs) (laughs) because i don't most of the things i've just i have done is like been quite diy from my own pocket and most of these people that i work with they do understand that and they're Mm. just because they support what i do they're willing to the, do you know what I mean they're willing to still be a part of it yeah, but of yeah. course not everyone is interested like I have contacted some photographers and I've just asked them like would you be interested there's no budget blah 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 but I really like your photo- your photography da, 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 whatever they're just like yeah it's not something they can do at the moment and that's mm-hmm. fine Yeah. but um, what was the question you asked again at uh, what point is it not just like a job and not a collaboration do you know what I mean I guess essentially yeah they would consider it a job because um, you know they've taken time out of their schedule to do it but um, yeah most of the time I would definitely you know when we are talking about it probably in the emails it's like a collaboration of sorts where it's like kind of 
Which I give I, them the freedom to take the, the photography. Artistic. Yeah, the okay, artistic exactly. freedom. Okay. It's not necessarily like I'm standing behind them, you know, collaboration, but yeah, take it like this. Literally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah so they, they, they basically have autonomy on, like, you know, what they capture. And mm. of course, like, they'll, you know, check in with me, like, do you like these shots? I was like, yeah, wicked, love them. So that's kind of, that's where that, that element of the collaboration comes in. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, I leave it up to them to kind of capture the moment or whatever it is um, in the best light possible, which they feel is, you know, which they feel is appropriate, which they feel probably makes makes sense and looks the best um, aesthetically. But I feel like for the most part, even when there's been no money involved, I think just to try and keep people, I guess, like, incentivized if that's the right word, but just trying to, you know, compensate people in other ways. Fair enough if I can't afford to give you, like, £200 or whatever for this job, but what Mm. I can definitely do is, if you allow me just to, like, cover your food, your expenses, like, buy you a drink, buy you a meal, like, literally, like, pay for the film, like, if you're getting it developed, like, just small gestures like that, so obviously you show that, you know, you do appreciate the work that someone's put in the time that someone's put in the effort yeah. and them even you know taking the time out to actually work with you and support you um i think that's that's important as well because you know it's like you're making them feel valued um and appreciated but what about you any good or bad collabs um no i don't think it's ever gone to the point where it's been really bad i think it's just been one of those things where maybe it just didn't work out timing or I just didn't I think a lot of the time it's been timing um just hasn't been maybe a good time for me I've got too many other projects on that like I couldn't really take that one in particular mm-hmm. um so timing sometimes is a big aspect and then also but I don't remember having something go particularly badly I'm trying to think because even actually that um the photography thing with James, I didn't actually regard it as a collaboration, but I guess I can see it being like one. If you don't regard it a collaboration, what was it then? It's like a project. <laughs> like a project that he was working on and then I was participating. <laughs> I was a participant. Like for example, if you, because the way I saw it was like, mm. you know, like if a magazine came to you and said they want to do an interview with you. Mm. Okay, it's so okay that you can clearly call an interview. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like that. Mm. Even though obviously he's not a magazine, but But you both have did you both have equal input? Um, somewhat. I mean he let me see the copy at the end to be like, Oh, you know, are you happy with everything? But I feel like I but would it call that like... a collaboration because at the end obviously he took your product shots. Yeah, I guess in the end it worked out to be like a collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Because um, it probably feels just <laughs> you guys um just recorded for just for the purpose of his video or his documentary. Mm. Then yeah, you're just a you're you'll just be considered like a participant. I feel like <laughs> there was definitely something in it for both of you. Yeah, so. I feel like even without that, there was definitely something in it yeah. for me. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's publicity. Mm. It's nice to have those photos, everything, but. I guess I would maybe thinking too literally about it being a, like a collab. Um, in terms of the artistic direction and stuff, I just left it up to him because like that's 
your thing. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, of course. Like, obviously, if there was something in particular, I was like, oh, I really don't like that shot of me or whatever, or, you know, could you change the colours a bit on this? Mm-hmm. He was happy to do it, but I wouldn't overstep it because I, I know it's his thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'd be like, oh, actually, could you make the... Do you know what I mean? There's just no <laughs> point because as well, he's also... I think you should change the setting. Doing me a favour. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess it is a collab because he is all the way doing me a favour, but it's the same way I'm doing him a favour, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, mutually beneficial. For real, for real. I'd like to do more collabs. Would you say that we've collabed? Um. Yeah. Yeah, we have. How many things have we done? <laughs> I know. I just wanted to see what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've worked together quite a lot, to be to be honest. How do you think that's worked out? Still here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all bad. Yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like we've, we've definitely addressed this in, like, other yeah episodes, but Somewhere I think... down the line. Yeah, we, we work well together, definitely. Um, even when there hasn't been money involved, and even when there is money involved, I feel like we definitely, we complement each other. And I think it's also knowing, like, when there's not money involved, or even when it is, I think we still put in the same amount of work effort, but mm-hmm. knowing the limits mm. of and knowing about you know how people how much people value their time so knowing okay this is unpaid we can't really depending on the outcome we can't really be spending every single living hour on this project mm. do you know what I mean so we're having projects that are manageable based on other things that we're doing so that the fact that it's not unpaid or that is so that the fact that it's not paid it doesn't really matter as much yeah stuff like that Mm. Um, but also doing things that we enjoy so the fact that it's not paid is also not as much of a big deal yeah but it's rewarding exactly yeah Yeah. definitely exactly but I'm trying to think it's funny because I feel like I give people advice on like how to reach out to brands I mean I do it at work a lot actually but um but how to reach out to brands for professional like kind of Oh, actually, no, sorry, that's not where I wanted to go with this. It was more, a brand I used to work at, we used to get a lot of people, especially influencers, message about collabs, doing collabs, mm. collabs. So that's, just, that's why I say the word is just used always, <laughs> really? anyways, anyhow. Lost this meaning. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I think, like, don't be shy to reach out to the people that you want to reach out to because mm-hmm. some of the ways that I've been addressed in emails... Mm-hmm. Um, or brands I've worked at have been ad- addressed for collabs like it'll be like a one liner like please check out my Instagram for a collab or mm-hmm. can I please have some free t-shirts to blah 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 like not everyone is selling themselves in an the email mm-hmm. um, but you'll also be surprised about um, the level of different influences that would be that would approach a brand mm-hmm. in an email so it's not all the time the brand will come to them mm-hmm. sometimes if there's some place you want to be or brand you want to work with you have to manifest it yourself no, that's so true. That's like, so you true. can't just always wait. Like, there's so many people on the radars, mm-hmm. like, of different brands. Like, um, there's no harm in letting them know that you're interested as well. Or there's mm-hmm. nothing on your pride or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, they had to come to me. Like, yeah. you can go to the brands you want to work with. Let them know your name. Let you be familiar. It might take a while before it gets anywhere. Mm-hmm. And depending on the kind of thing you do and the kind of brand you're trying to approach, um follower numbers aren't always important do you know what I mean if you're talented at what you do and you have a portfolio and you can they can see it yeah. it shouldn't technically matter some brands are very you know they really just want to collab for the reach 
I think like some brands is like they're more they're more focused on the content. Like mm. yeah, I feel like what you're saying about you know manifesting who you wanna talk who you want to collaborate with that's definitely mm. important because I think um, recently I attended um, this workshop the Princess Trust Beast Your Business program and then basically there was a workshop run by one of the co-founders for this um, creative collective called Last Night in Paris so on the workshop he basically discussed how a lot of his creative collaborations have come about so he kind of just spoke about you know investing in himself so the guy that ran the workshop is called um jordan wi-fi at the moment obviously if you look at their accounts they're like a big deal in that sense like verified numbers numbers for them (laughs) but yeah so basically he was talking about you know just investing in his craft and he was just like he didn't have there was a point where he literally had like 500 pound and he kind of wanted to buy a car but at the same time he wanted to buy a camera so he kind of just made that decision to basically buy a camera start recording the things that him and his friends were doing in terms of like um basically creating music kind of creating music videos and just documenting their journey and yeah they they started kind of experimenting with like different editing software different techniques like different styles of like filming shooting editing that kind of thing and then they always had it in mind like you know they want to be on the same level playing field as like brands like nike and adidas where they kind of have like the massive budgets they kind of they're always super creative they know how to reinvent themselves yeah so what he started to do was to kind of create content that he could imagine being posted on Nike's Instagram account. Yeah. So when you kind of have that vision in mind, it does kind of help, you know, it does help with who you attract. Yeah. So as a result is that they were able to kind of work with, not Nike, but Converse, they've worked with Fendi today. So that has kind of helped them and just kind of having that mindset of, you know, it's like if you have it in mind to collaborate with a big brand, it is achievable because, yeah, prior to that, they didn't know anyone who worked in, you know, the... Do you know what I mean? They didn't know the gatekeepers. Mm. The gatekeepers in Converse or, like, Fendi or that kind of thing, but it all happened quite organically. It was all word of mouth and it was all predominantly because of the content that they were producing was of such a high standard where a lot of people felt like, okay, are these young guys from South London, like, bringing in, like, you know, I don't know, like, professionals from, like, America who they're collaborating with, but really and truly they were just kind of creating the content themselves like it was all very quite DIY yeah so yeah I think it's it's important to kind of have that yeah have that vision and have that self-belief like kind of if you are do you know what I mean it's like if that's your thing and you know you you are like a micro influencer and you want to collaborate with brands and you only have like I don't know a thousand followers or whatever it's like that shouldn't you shouldn't let those things deter you because it's always about your content. It's like what you can offer. Yeah. And the, I think it's like, exactly like you said, like the relevancy because mm-hmm. they try to make their profile relevant to the brands they wanted to work with, which yeah. meant that they're following like that kind of thing, isn't it? And it's that's another thing that we notice about mm-hmm. brands that um, when we do work with influencers, it's not necessarily about who has the highest numbers. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are probably aware of this now. It's like, who's relevant yeah who's relevant and who actually produces good content yeah it's like you can have numbers but it's like 
that doesn't mean anything. It's like if your content is whack or literally is like, <laughs> no, that's it's true. Because even look at that story. It was like time ago. I don't. Know, it was um this American influencer. I think she had something like, I don't know, maybe like one point five million followers, and she launched a t shirt brand. And oh, she yeah. couldn't even sell 12 t-shirts you're influencer but you have like little to no influence mm. and it's like it's it really isn't about numbers sometimes it's just like a lot of brands it's like they want people that are relevant and people that have good content that people can engage with people do you know what i mean the substance people with substance things that people can actually relate to exactly yeah but i think you know when it comes back down to you know collaborations so it's just always trying to kind of um make sure that both parties are are on the same page um in terms of like you know the the final and the desired outcome yeah i think that's one thing to always it's important to kind of bear that in mind from the get-go yeah but i think a final thing to touch on i think you know it's also important to to stay connected with the community that you're part of so whether it's you know the 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 arts community whether it's i don't know the beauty community whether it's the fashion community whatever it may be i think it's just it's always important to kind of keep people informed on what you're doing what projects you're working on um who you're working with um because i think sometimes it's like you can you never know who knows who knows who and you never know like if someone is looking for someone to collaborate with or you know it's like if ola has a friend who maybe works at a gallery and then maybe she's looking for I don't know, to collaborate with curators to, I don't know, curate something on a monthly basis or something like that. If I then don't tell Ola what I'm working on, it's like, if you don't have these conversations, how would Ola know to recommend me? Yeah. Or suggest like, okay, yeah, I actually have a friend who's actually looking to create these type of events. Would you be interested? Maybe I can do an intro. So I think it, the importance of that, I feel like some people overlook it and it's like, sometimes especially in this industry there's a lot of like showboating like you don't want to come across like too cocky too arrogant but i think it's important to kind of keep people informed and i think essentially it's like you never really know what that could amount to whether it's you know a sale whether it's you know a a friendship whether it's just like a professional relationship that Mm. you know it's it's something that is of value and I feel like in this industry, I mean, particularly fashion and stuff, like the degrees of separation are very small. Mm. So chances are one of your friend's friends knows somebody. Even if you just go on your LinkedIn, you'll see, okay, same university, and that person worked at that place, and that person... Do you know what I mean? So it's mm. so small. So another thing that's actually really great is when your friends do proper support your work and they um, repost you as well. Because mm-hmm. actually something that recently happened with a friend is that like her stuff ended up on like the man repeller um what is it? man repeller was um what's her name leandra medine so her actual personal page she must have reposted my friend's work mm. well i mean she's sure she doesn't mind me saying but like 
so Rebecca <laughs> her stuff and we like Leandra Medina we like Man Rapella we talk about that a lot mm-hmm. um, and so her work just randomly and ended up there and but she doesn't follow her yeah. do you know what I mean so it's like you just don't know where your stuff ends up One, do you know how many things people save mm-hmm. probably for I don't know for whatever reason but also <laughs> like within friends and stuff you, you share things to other people personally yeah. you share things publicly on your Insta stories stuff like that so also just kind of like keeping people aware of what you are looking for and what you want just like even on your social media because you can um sometimes you're looking for something and I'll just repost it on my page and then another friend might repost it on their page and then, mm. do you know what I mean? There's a whole network there but people have to know what you're looking for and what you want. Exactly. But yeah. Oh, and then being able to vouch for you as well. People need to see what you can do so they can vouch for you because you don't really want to suggest a friend to someone. Oh yeah, my friend says they can do photography but I've never seen their work. Like, mm. okay. Like, <laughs> that part. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like when people know they can see your work and they're confident in what you do, they're more likely to suggest you and to think of you as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, food for thought there. But um, it's that time where we've got to wrap it up. Um, and yeah. Please follow us on social media. So it's Displaced People, people spelled P-P-L. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, yeah, you can listen to us wherever you play your music, stream your podcasts. If you're on Apple, please leave us a review. And yeah, we'll be back in two weeks um, for the next episode. But we are drawing closer to um episode 20 of this season where we will be taking a bit of a break um just to kind of you know do a bit of planning for the next season Mm um iron things out a bit yeah iron things out a bit um but yeah hopefully we won't be gone for too long (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah thanks for listening Bye. Bye.